Welcome, everybody, to another edition, a very special edition of the Murder Theater Podcast. We have a very, very special guest on today, which is Ethan Young, who uh, plays two roles. He's, he plays one role as a heel by the name of Skeeter, and then he's got his face as Ice Dragon. He is an independent wrestler on the independent scene, grinding it out, and we're very, very happy that he's here. And we're going to go around and introduce ourselves. My name is Rafe. How you doing, brother? Good to Good. be here. Nice to meet you. I'm glad you're here. And I'm Tammy. We met briefly once before, so it's good to see Absolutely. you again. We took a picture together at yes, the show. We do. We have, we have, we have proof we've met. Absolutely. Ethan, thank yeah. you so much for being on the show today. My name is Chris. It's very nice to meet you. Ah, nice to meet you, Chris. I know a lot of Chris's. So <laughs> See, I'm gonna... It's going around, man. It's going around. <laughs> That's right. You're the one with the neat beard. That's how I'll know who you are, Chris. <laughs> it's very like neat. That. Yeah, each every one of the Chris's I know, they have their own special nickname so I can tell them all apart. So we'll, we'll call him neat beard from now on. Yeah, clean beard or whatever. Black beard. That's it. <laughs> it's just my own personal memory. But anyway, go, go ahead. All right. So we all have a couple questions. We don't want to all right. too much. And you can also talk when you want. But um, so I'll just give a little background of how I met you is I was coming recently to an independent uh, show. I, I know Rick, who's the booker. And right. Um, is it was it uh legacy classic wrestling? What is, what is LCCW, legacy, yeah, right? Legacy classic championship wrestling, so right? That, that's who they was running it, I believe. Yeah, I still don't know, totally understand all the differences with all the roles, like Booker, who's running it. So, I just wanted to mention everyone. So, I came out that day because I wanted to see what was going on on the local scene. And um, I was really excited to see you wrestle because I had seen uh, some of the promos in it. And I thought, oh, really? Yes. I, I didn't I, know my promos got out that far. Well, most of them were just like pictures, but I do do I do search. So there are a few things here and there that you can get on YouTube. I did find a couple things with you on YouTube. So and I and, and we actually even went back and watched um, an Ice Dragon match the other night too. We found oh. we were able to find that. So we do our research, man. We do our research. Right on. <laughs> we when come I, at this right. So I came to that match with a friend of mine who might be showing up later. We'll, we'll see. Um, and okay. I was just so excited because, you know, that match ran like it didn't start on time. <laughs> I was late because I had a blowout on the way to the show. So you were the Tell reason. us about that. Tell us about that, Ethan. All right. Um, I'm going down the interstate. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm happier than a pig and shit. I'm going to be at the show early. I'm going to help set it set up, you know. Next thing you know, the, tr the truck is vibrating. Boom. I'm like, holy shit, blowout. And luckily for me, the cars behind me knew what time it was. And I was lucky enough to get to that off ramp and yeah. right literally on that Right when I get off at the exit, there was a gas station. So I was just able to drive off there and, you know, cost me a hundred bucks to tow my truck oh. and another 60 for the tire. But Holy you know shit. what? I had a little bit of cash in my pocket and I figured, you know, if this is the worst thing to happen to me two hours from home, I'm OK with that. Yeah, you know what I mean? 
I yeah, literally man. got to the show two minutes before it was supposed to go on. Whoa. Wow. Threw my gear on, you know, went into their battle royal. And, and then I had a match. That was great, man. Well, you, you did amazing. You didn't. It, well, I was watching the videos and you didn't look like you were shook up at all, man. You like totally pro- played those like a professional, man. So that's pretty cool. Well, I learned early on in my career, you know, don't plan out your match like days before it happens, because in the pro wrestling business, guys don't show up here and there. And and you got to change it on the fly. You know, you can't, you know, oh, my God, what do I do? You know, I've had matches changed on me three minutes before going out. Wow. Yeah, we were going to ask you a couple of questions like that. So go ahead, Chris. Well, bring them up, man. When you say when you say uh, it's it's frequent that things change, that's interesting because it would seem like so much of that could be so difficult to do in the in the moment and try to 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 call it in the ring. Um, That that seems like such a hyper uh, focused thing to be to be worried about because you're actually doing it in front of people in the moment. What goes through your head when you realize there's no plan anymore? Sometimes you got to go off the crowd reaction because I got there, you know, when I met her and I didn't think anybody knew who I was. But then here I get a big pop and the only thing I could do is like, yeah, baby, that's right. You know, (laughs) or whatever. Have the match. Mm hmm. Now, let me ask you Skeeter is still a new character. Oh, OK. So let me ask now, do you like what do you like communicate with the guy with your partner that you're wrestling against like real quickly say, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Or is it like mostly like whispering each other's ears as you're moving through the ring? A little bit of both. A little bit of both. OK. You know, like you could be known for something, right? Let's say I'm known for Hurricane Rana. What, you know what I mean? Yeah. The guy I'm working with knows I'm known for that. And eventually, you know, if he's a heel and the crowd's wanting the baby face to come back, he'll feel it and he'll call that for you. You know, all right, toss him on the turnbuckle like I'm going to give him a superplex or whatever, or we reverse it. And I just call it on the fly if you're known for it. Oh, that's pretty cool. All right. And not just that, you got to worry about the ability of your of the guy you're working with, you know, you're yeah. not always going to be in there with AJ Styles, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. No, you could be you in know, there, you know, with you, some Joe Schmo, you know, only seen it on TV a couple times. This looks easy, you know, and then they completely they're trash. <sighs> Ethan, I got to ask you because I've wanted to ask a, an actual wrestler this for quite a while. How, right. how do wrestlers look at the word Hurricane Rana now that Scott Steiner many, many years ago said that's the Frankensteiner and it was stolen from Act- him? How do well, people do actually, that? that's true. Uh, I did see Scott Steiner do it before Rey Mysterio. In <laughs> fact, I've listened to interviews and Rey Mysterio himself would say, no, it was invented by Scott Steiner. Oh, wow. You there have you it go. here. There you right go. Here. Exclusive. It's the Frankensteiner first. It is. Ron a second. Wow. Cool. But Skeeter, well, when Skeeter does it, it's the Hurricane Rana. (laughs) (laughs) Got to put the accent in there. I get it. Okay. (laughs) So the funny thing about.
about that day. And I'm just so fascinated now that I know the whole backstory with the car breaking down on the way and you just getting there barely in time because I didn't really have a lot of expectations for anything coming there. I was really just trying to be supportive for Rick. And, right. And I've, you know, he's been trying to get me on for three years now. And that was the time, you know. Yeah. So that's really why I came, no expectation. And I had seen some of your pictures and I was like, who is this character? I'm ready to hate on him. Like when you first came out, I booed. I got that face. <laughs> and it was ready. Unfortunately, it, I got all fuck, fucking twisted up in my head because then once you came out in wrestling, you didn't feel like a heel. Like there was just something about you, like everybody was rooting for you. <laughs> Like every, like you just like, I, I, when I came home and I was like, Rafe, I'm telling you, like Skeeter was the best. He was, I don't oh. want to tell anyone else because yeah. honestly, I talk a lot and I could have not paid attention. You see that? That's my heart beating. <laughs> but you have, a, you came out with such great energy and you looked like you knew what you were doing and your character was like on point. You were Skeeter. You had just, it was entertaining. It was fun. And I was like, you want yeah, I, I can tell you why. And here I am, like, taking up. You're the only person I took a picture with before I left. Oh, <laughs> I do you're appreciate the only, that. You're the only person that stood out when I was leaving. And I wanted to get a picture to post online and to put on the podcast. And I was like, I came over and you were so nice because you were eating. And I, like, totally interrupted your whole meal. And you just so. That was eat- my payday. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just knowing that you had that incident with the car and you just barely got there and you still got my attention with your performance and I don't, I'm not going to say that I'm special. I'm sure it did for other people, too. And that when you came out, I just wanted to hate on your character, you know. Um, but I just like I got confused. I wasn't sure how to react after you started wrestling because there was like just this energy wherever like I really rooted for you. And the other guy um, um, that uh, Rip Ruiz, he's good, too. So mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm sure like he was really good, too. So I don't want to take anything oh, yeah. away from him. And so I well, think let's... that probably helped make the match decent. He's the one that came up with the match, and I'm like, hey, man, I might throw this in, and I might throw that in. I'll just call it in there. That's it. And then we went out and did it. And it was great. I think it was one of the best matches of the the whole afternoon, the one that you both did. So I definitely want to give him credit for that, too, because you were both. No, absolutely. That was the very first time I ever worked. I've never met Rip. I've never met Ripper Reese. He kind of looks like a mini Jorge Mosby doll. But anyway, I digress. I've never met the guy. And we just, um, he was like, hey, I got a simple plan. And I'm like, all right, cool. Let's do it. And we just did it. And it worked. Well, uh, Tammy, to, to speak to what you were saying a moment ago about how everybody really loved Skeeter in that match, uh, I think that's a testament to you can still be a heel, you can still use heel behavior, and get over uh, All and I'm not doing necessarily was... be a baby face. You know, I don't think yeah. just because you have crowd reaction, that doesn't make you a baby face. What makes you a baby face is baby, baby face behavior. And I would say that Skeeter is not quite a baby face. Um, no. But, but tell us about that character a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Um, Dragon and Skeeter are an extension of me because as Ice Dragon represents my younger self when I started in martial arts at eight years old, you know, been disciplined and taught these different styles, but I knew I wanted to be a pro wrestler. You know, the day like when I would see Sean Waltman as the lightning kid, 
defeat Razor Ramon. And I'm like, holy crap, he's small and he does martial arts. So you know what? All right, I'm doing it. That's it. <laughs> I'm hooked. And then I was fortunate enough to grow up with the likes of, you know, Brett, not with them, but watching them like Brett Hart, like where he would get the little kid, the pink sunglasses. Yeah. I would always want to be that kid being like, hell yeah, Brett Hart gave me some shades. Right. And I would always want my fans to feel that way when I go out there as dragons. So I used to have like the little dragon necklaces and I would give it to the kid in the crowd. Oh, that's cool. That's dude. awesome. Uh, Stole that from Bret Hart. There you go. But uh -huh. Skeeter is more like as I get older as an adult and you deal with real life issues. You know what I mean? Where you make mistakes. You've been in trouble. You know, I've been in crashes that fucking busted out over half my teeth at times. But, you know, I'm still going and very self-conscious about that. But I've learned to come out of my shell with the Skeeter character because a lot of that's my real life, you know? Like, getting to the show and you have your tire blow out in the pickup truck. That sounds so redneck, don't it? <laughs> Or where your girlfriend breaks up with you and she steals your TV and PlayStation. You know what? That's reality. So I bring a little bit of reality to the table with Skeeter. And I go against the cancel culture deal, you know, with the Confederate flag. It has nothing to do with race or whatever. It's just being a crazy-ass hillbilly redneck who thinks he could win every fight but loses over two-thirds of them and just try to be entertaining but yeah like you said the skeeter people like it <laughs> like i when i go to a show in the south i should just wear have a new york yankees flag instead maybe that'll get <laughs> yeah. me heat That'll, that'll get you. Yeah. That'll be sure. big heat in the south. Exactly. <laughs> I'll let you borrow one of my like Me Too movement shirts or something. Right. Like my good friend, um, <laughs> Prophecy Delgado, Puerto Rican from New York, one of my best friends. I'll have him as my manager yeah. and I'll really get some heat. <laughs> that actually sounds like a great gimmick. Brilliant. <laughs> Who knows? I might combine the two characters, Skeeter Dragon. Oh, there you go. <laughs> where Skeeter's yes, having wanna, an identity I, crisis. I, yeah, I want to hear a little bit about this. I, you had mentioned it once when we were setting up this interview, and I, I couldn't wrap my head around it. So I wanted to hear it from you, and I want to hear what, how you could combine it, what your thought process is, and also a little bit about your mask making. Oh, yeah. Well, the mask making is very simple, really. I've always liked drawing and designing things. You know, my mother used to say I could be an architect, but I'm shitty at math. <laughs> so figured. <laughs> but anyway, where was I again? Um, but the mask mask making. making the mask. I would take a piece of paper, just fold it, right? And draw like the... The profile, you know, it's like right after you, you know, take a smoke a joint or something and you feel creative, you draw like the, you know, the icicles and you cut it out and you unfold it and boom, that's your mask. And in fact, I was working on another one for a friend of mine, Billy McLeod. He, I'm doing a show with him this coming Saturday. Give me okay. one second. All right. 
literally okay. two seconds to grab this thing. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go right ahead. Yeah, I got my cousin who did tattoos in prison, and he did a lot of my tattoos. He basically drew up the oh, design wow. with like wow. a sharpie. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's really cool. For anybody who's not watching the video and listening, uh, uh, Ethan's got a, a mask up that is very looks like almost like a devil's skull in a way, and it's it's really really awesome. So it's really cool. that is yeah. Fantastic. We did it right at the training school where I teach, where I sewed the base of the mask, and he spent like four hours, you know, slowly drawing this up by hand with nothing but scrap materials I had in the back of my truck. Oh, wow. Now, is that that, that's like chain gang style artwork, you know, with tattooing? Because I tried drawing it up myself, but I can't draw a skull for shit. Right. Is that vinyl or leather? Uh, This is like a pleather material, you know, this is probably from all the scraps I had. Okay. That's pretty great that you can come up with something that killer with scraps. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's amazing. So do you sell your masks? Is there a place that people can go to support you for that? Not really. I've just been doing it to, just to make my gear because I'm broke. Well, listen, or- everybody, if you're listening or watching this video, Go find Ethan and have him make you a mask because it looks like he's got some of the best stuff out there today. I don't know. I, maybe it's just me. That's that's fantastic. Quality just right you. There. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, the reason why I do it is because you could order shit online and then you run into the guy with the same shit that you're wearing and you're wrestling him that night. I've seen that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you really can't call it your look, you know, right. because if you're true to a character, you're literally making the costume and the gear. You know, I've spent a lot of hours on Ice Dragon. Meanwhile, I could just go to the Goodwill and find something for Skeeter. Right. <laughs> The irony, <laughs> right? That's true. <laughs> I think we can all agree that the uh, the mass making though, and the personality that has to go into that, that's uh, that's not easy to find. Sometimes I get into like a creative mode, you know, where somebody gives me an idea that's doable, you know. Mm-hmm. So back to what Tammy was saying about Ice Dragon and and having those two personalities. How do you manage uh, switching in and out of what you're going to be and when you're going to be that? And, and what are the biggest differences between those personalities? All right. You know what I do? When I'm Skeeter, I do everything I was taught to counter when I was in martial arts. You know what I'm saying? When you learn how to block and counter a punch. Well, as Skeeter, be the guy that throws the sloppy punch. That way (laughs) he could be outmaneuvered by the baby face. And when he's unable to catch the baby face, he's got to resort to cheating in order to get the baby face. So technically, your baby face has to be a better wrestler than the heel. Otherwise, the heel wouldn't have a reason to cheat. Right. And if somebody's doing good at something, being better, you're not going to boo them. No, you're going to cheer for them. But if the person that they're getting the better of cheats to get the upper hand, then you're like, well, well, that's fucked up. I mean, that guy got screwed. You know, I want to see him come back. Yeah. 
You know, it's basic psychology. Well, I was just going to say, just this conversation so far illustrates how um, creative you are and how uh, creative your brain is. I can just tell. Like, you're definitely in a, we're all performers, too. So, take one and no one, uh, we don't wrestle. Uh, we admire wrestlers because you all I do wish the, I did. The performance and you do the physical work. We can only do the performing side. <laughs> That's really what it is. Well, so we, I, when, a, when you talk, I love your ideas. I understand. I bet you have a very fast-moving brain. I can guess that you have a hyper-focus um, ability. Like, if you get really interested in something, you could probably learn everything about it in a very short period of time. Am I right or wrong? For the most part, yes. Okay. That's cool. All right. That's all. I rest my case. Next question. <laughs> I got yes, a question. your honor. I, got I a didn't question. do it. The glove doesn't fit. <laughs> so I've, I've got a, I've got two questions for you. The first question is, how long have you been doing this professionally? I know you've probably been doing it when you were a kid and stuff like that, but professionally where they're actually handing you money to do this. And oh. how much do you travel outside the state of Florida to wrestle? And how many how many wrestling matches do you usually do in a year? That's like three questions in one. Let's I know. I, I'm one. lost. Let's start <laughs> with right. the first one. How long now have you been I'm doing this? I'm almost can... there. I have... Go ahead. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. First question. Um, well, How long have you question? been doing this? How long have you been professionally uh, pro- doing it? Professionally, about eight years. But getting into the business, as far as, you know, starting off like as a jabroni, mm-hmm. you know, I started back in 2000. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, Back when old school was about to die out, but it was still there. So I was kind of trained that way. Okay, cool. That's awesome. And then usually how many matches are you wrestling now in a year? How many? And is this like this your full-time gig? Is that this is what you do? Well, right now it's part-time. Okay. But I would love to make it full-time. And then you yeah. mentioned you then you mentioned you had like you do a training school. You do you work for a wrestling company to help train people wrestling, or is it mostly martial yeah, arts training? Yeah, I do. It's called uh Dynamic uh Wrestling Alliance. Uh we've only had one show so far, and our school is called the Hype Academy, and I'm one of the trainers there currently. And where's that located, Ethan? That is uh 6266 118th Avenue North uh, in Largo, Florida. Well, we'll promote that for you so that you can. Thank you very much. For sure. That's pretty awesome. So, um, so you're kind of like, and do you teach, are you just teaching just like the basics to everybody? Or are you kind of, do you teach them a little bit more advanced moves? Cause I've seen you do some moves, you know, just on the videos that Tammy brought back from, and I was like, wow, I was like, that's pretty awesome. You know, yeah, nice moonsault. Yeah, you have great moonsault oh, and all that stuff. Thank I mean, you. Like really, I mean, it's really great. It's like when you could, when you see, when you look at an, an independent match and then you see that kind of skill, it's like, that's really, that's really awesome. So I was really impressed with that. So. Well, that's almost, as, uh, that's almost a double edged uh, sword. Okay. And I'll tell you why, because I'll get a lot of old timers. Yo, you look too choreographed. And I'm thinking to myself, when you're a pro wrestler, that means you're like a professional athlete. You shouldn't look like you're stumbling all over your feet. That's true. And when you've done martial arts since you're eight years old, your instincts tell you how to stand. Yeah, absolutely. 
you know, I'm sorry if I can't fall over my own shoelaces like some of your buddies. <laughs> we still got it. I think I think Skeeter actually has a pretty good balance of um, believable. Um, what well, believable clumsiness. Kind of like uh, you know, you're you're kind of in the heat of a moment of a fight. You're not really paying attention to how you look, and I think Skeeter actually brings that pretty well. Sometimes I mix it up where I would do some ice dragon moves uh, as Skeeter, just to you know see how it works. And and that was the night you saw the moon salt. You know that's what I was doing that night. So that was kind of a first because Skeeter mainly just punches and kicks. You know, mm-hmm. talk shit, choke you, whatever, and that's it. But well, I'm like, you know what? Um, this guy, he's not getting a very good reaction. I'm gonna have to go baby face a little bit and do a little bit of ice dragon shit. Mm-hmm. And like you said, calling it on the fly. That was basically calling it on the fly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So speaking about that moonsault, um, what is it? What is it like in that moment once your feet are off the ground or off the ropes and you're upside down or sideways? What is your what's in your mind at that moment when you're just kind of up in the air? Where's he at? So I can land on him right without crushing his skull. Yeah. Is there any ever like uh, well, I always have a sweet you... spot. I have a sweet spot in the ring, you know? If you're um, three quarters, okay, let's say you're staring at the ring. If a dude is like three quarters to the left side of the ring and he's on his back, I'm going to fly off the right side because I go far. I don't go up. I I go out. So I always know my sweet spot. You know, I could put a thing of eggs in the ring and do the moonsault, land on the eggs, and not one of them will be broken. That's That's called protecting the guy you're working with or girl. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people, they don't know how to protect each other. And that's important, especially back in the day when you're on the road 300 days a year. You're going to want to work with a guy that knocks you out every night. Or do you want to work with a guy that looks like they're knocking you out, but you don't feel it and everybody cares because when they hit you hard, it really hurts and it looks like shit. So nobody cares. So you're basically getting hurt for nothing. So so from your perspective, then it's better to work light and have it look heavy rather than to throw a bunch of potatoes at somebody just for the realism. Right. Although, gotcha. like, I don't know if you're doing it. An- Outside brawl in the ring, you you got to do it a little bit, you know, a little bit rough. I'm not saying you're not going to get clipped, you know, but don't rearrange a dude's jaw four inches off his skull. So you're living in that gray area between lay it in and take it easy. Right. You know, I want to feel it. I want to be snug. Give me something to sell. I've had guys hit me to where. Oh, am I supposed to sell that? Oh, ow, that hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, you guys. I am so excited. That wrestler I talked about last week that I had so much fun watching, um, Skeeter. 
Skeeter is on our podcast right now. Give it up for Skeeter, everybody. Skeeter! Yeah, yeah. What do y'all want? The pleasure's all yours. <laughs> How's it you going, up for this day, nonsense? <laughs> we did. Which you've been drinking too much and sleeping in late? <laughs> That's my business. I, thank you very much. I don't wish to discuss that. Next question. Oh, next question. Who's your new? Who's going to be your opponent coming up? Well, I got outlaw wrestling Saturday. I got to go against this green-haired punk Corvus. You know, some Backstreet Boy gothic wannabe punk. <laughs> Have you wrestled him before? <laughs> no, I ain't never wrestled him. All right. But I know I could take him because he ain't nothing but a punk. I haven't heard of, of, of him in like a couple years. He ain't doing nothing to impress me. Got your green little hair. Is that supposed to impress me? I killed wild hogs bigger than him. <laughs> What's your next question? What's your preferred hog killing method, Skeeter? Well, sometimes you got to sneak up on them real quiet. But don't step on the leaves. It'll crack and they scares them away. But a lot of times I miss and I end up giving up and just run them up over with the truck. It's way easier. And I don't get as tired either. That sounds like a much better alternative. Tammy and I actually share an uncle that... Uh, he 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 still tries to insist that he just likes to creep up from behind and slit their throats. How how realistic is that, Skeeter? Well, it depends on what kind of drugs you give them, or you know what tranquilizer dart you shoot them with. I just I just want to clarify: we're talking about hogs. Right. <laughs> talking about hogs? What are you talking about? Your mother? Oh. <laughs> Wow. Skeeter's getting feisty. Okay. All right. What is the next question for Skeeter? Where's Skeeter Island? Oh. <laughs> I heard about it. <laughs> I actually camped out there a few times with the night my wife would kick me out the trailer. Then my skeeters Skeeter will get you. <laughs> you got to have a machete on you at all times because they creep up on you. But Skeeter, Especially what the when hell? you got that fire going and what you ain't paying attention. I know someone that would love to come and visit you on Skeeter Island, and her name is Mary. Mary from Kentucky? I don't think she's from Kentucky. Uh, well, let her oh. know that penicillin will clear that right up. You can get it at your local VD clinic. I don't think it's the same Mary. Mary Thanks for the Mary. gas money. <laughs> this I don't Mary think... is not from Kentucky. Trust me. Oh. We are not dealing with the same Mary, but this is one of your biggest fans. Yeah. Hi, Mary. <laughs> you were so fun to watch at the show. Tammy and I were there. But like she said, we couldn't boo you anymore. You're just too likable. <laughs> oh, thank you, you know darling. What I have on the video? Don't tell anybody I said that. <laughs> and you know what I have on video, Mary? Mary Wait. said, as we watch, we were watching you wrestle. If I was going to dance with anybody, he'd be the person I'd choose. He'd be yeah. the funnest to dance with. Do you remember that, Mary? Did I say that? No, I mean, I have it. It's on video, Skeeter. 
And uh, <laughs> so you got the honor of being chosen as a great dance partner for the beautiful Miss Mary. Well, thank you. Skeeter's been known to cut a little rug out on the country bar dance floors, especially when you get enough beers and me. You never know what kind of rhythm I might get. What is, what is Skeeter's beer of choice, by the way? Well, I like a Bud Light, Budweiser. It doesn't matter. Anything that's in a full can or bottle or cup and it's alcoholic. I got to stay away from the stuff that'll make me pass out and then wake up the next morning butt naked next to a farm animal. Yeah, that stuff comes that in stuff. a bag. What? I said that stuff comes in a bag. We're talking about stuff in a can and a bottle. <laughs> so Mary, what did you think about, have you been listening to our interview with Skeeter? Oh, it's been great. He's hilarious. I can't stop laughing. You guys are so oh. funny. Thank you. You have beautiful hair, darling. I'm sorry, but I'm getting out of character. You have beautiful hair, Mary. No, we're no, we're not. Nope, we're not doing that, Skeeter. We're not getting out of character already. I know. I ain't supposed to like anybody. It's against my religion. You, you keep Fabe alive, brother. Yeah, I gotta keep the alive. <laughs> All right, so listen, we just, we just we've been going two and a half minutes. He right. says I'm what, getting out of character already. What'd you say, Mary? What'd you say, Mary? I wanted to ask, but that's not Mary scary. has that effect on me. Yeah. Mary doesn't appear. Those are the Jezebels you got to look after because they'll tear your heart out and take you for everything you got <laughs> when you're what? least expected. I hate those Jezebels. So what? They leave their food stamp card behind. Well, that's Ooh. actually quite Whoa. useful. Hey. That's a bonus. <laughs> That's right. I ain't going home. The person that stole your TV and your PlayStation or Mary because uh, I lost Mary. track. <laughs> he lost track. Mary, do you know what who he's referring to? I heard somebody stole his TV and his PlayStation, right? Oh, I said, I think he sees I'm in a camper and he's like, oh, I'm like triggering some memories or something. I don't know. Yeah. Post-traumatic stress disorder. <laughs> Shell shock. <laughs> it, it almost sounds like a gun going off. Shell shock. <laughs> Wasn't that a part of that Ninja Turtles arcade game back in the day? It would do the <laughs> shell shock thing. Yes. It was, Possibly, it? yeah, that's for the guys in the middle, and they all turn their backs and they both crush the guy in the middle. Yeah, boom, that sounds right. Rest in peace, Ninja Turtles. Thank you, 80s. All right, yes, well, I think the world has had enough of this uh, assault on our ears, and it is time to let the heel skeeter. Go on about his business tonight, and we are ready for Ethan to come back after this commercial break. All right, Ethan, we're glad you came back. Uh, we we'll say goodbye to Skeeter. He's back out. Yeah, that Skeeter. guy was an asshole. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> he was. That guy's a Christ. douchebag. No wonder Ice Dragon bullies him in training. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Ice Dragon fucking rules compared to that guy. I'll tell you that much. Dragon used to I rub his face into dick. the mats. That's why he's so bitter. <laughs> So what was the question now, Tammy? You had a question. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I wonder um, when you have to um, 
be a heel because being a heel is all about insulting people, you know? Right. One of my favorites is MJF. He's a big favorite of the house. You know, we all have our Burberry star. I think he's a favorite of America. (laughs) Right. Come on. But, um, um, is it, uh, do you, do you ever feel conflicted trying to do that character? Because you are saying hurtful things, possibly. You just don't know how people are going to take what. I haven't heard a lot of, of the insults, but so I don't know how far you go or don't go. But is there ever inside you're like, oh, like it's, it must be kind of like complex, right? Because it's also I, exhilarating at the same time. So I'm just wondering. Oh, well, actually, as a skater, I want to be hated, you know, when people start liking skaters, like, well, what do I do next? How, what do I do to get them to hate me? You know, yeah. <laughs> but when they really hate you, like there have been times where I'm working with a guy and his family's in the crowd and I'm hitting on his wife, basically saying, when I'm done beating up your husband, why don't you bring your pretty little self on over and do some of my laundry and make my steak medium rare just the way I like it. Or his son was on a peewee football team. I said, look at your dad. He's a loser just like you. Second place is a little trophy. You ain't getting that big trophy. You know, and that. Then there was the time that I did a show at um, Toys for Tots, Gator Harley Davidson run, you know, and and these are bikers that have been to eight different bars. And and I'm heckling this one biker, telling him he's got a nice Honda. And he's like literally his hands on the bottom ropes with a glare in his eyes. And in one of his hands, he's got like a knife. And I'm like picking up my opponent. I'm like, dude, hit me with this baseball bat hit me with this barbed wire, you know, hit me with something before this guy runs in and kills us both, you know? Wow. Right. And this is a true story. We didn't, our security was shit. It was the first time I was ever a heel, but I think I wrestled as cool Ethan, you know, a nickname I had in the locker room because I had to fill in for somebody. But the problem is I was too good at it and the fucking bikers wanted to kill me. And the guy was a prospect too. And I was telling him to go spit shine his president's bike. You know what I mean? He had a nice Honda. I have a 1300 Hayabusa that'll smoke that piece of shit. You know, just (laughs) saying everything in the world. You know, you could say what you want about their mothers. You could call their old lady a whore. But the minute you call their Harley a Honda, they're ready to kill your ass. Yeah, they are. I just, I just, this is a God's honest, true story. I want to confirm wow. here that we're talking about a young man who's a prospect who's ready to do whatever, whatever, <laughs> that, whatever to, to, to get to yeah. that next level. Yeah. And, and this was and 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 you just said I want to egg that on some. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Boy, you know what saved my ass? The guy driving the the ring truck. I'm not going to mention his name. He had you know gang affiliation tattoos. And he basically is like, hey, man, 
you know, he's fucking with you. Don't really kill that motherfucker. You know what I mean? (laughs) And that's only one road story. And this is before Skeeter even comes out. I wasn't supposed to be in that match, but I'm like, all right, I got to be healed. I'm going to be a good heel. Boy, was I almost got killed. (laughs) How often do you find yourself doing your job too well? Um, Curious. (laughs) As a guy, when, when they could trouble. really tear me apart and heckle the shit out of me and we give it and we and we get it and then like at the end of the show as you're driving walking to your car they all come up the same people that booed you and talk shit they're like hey man that was a fun match thank you <laughs> that's how you that's know awesome. that's, that's cool wow. that's cool man that's really- I think I think a lot more people are a lot clearer about uh what part of that is you and what part of that is what you're portraying yeah for sure what do you think mary the mask is the best like i really like like you need to get on etsy and like start creating these for people like people i agree those are freaking awesome like i really felt like i had to that was the one thing i wanted to tell you that mask is oh thank you and like I have a friend who makes leather stuff on Etsy and she just made these silly little cat leather ears. OK, she sold them for 15 bucks each and they sold out within hours. It's hard to get the time in to where you could dedicate yourself to something like that. But what if you could just like put a couple up as like custom order type things? I'm, and I wasn't trying to promote anyone. I'm sorry. You know what it is? A lot of times I'll, I'll give them too. away. No, you she's what she's saying is you really need to do this mask thing and and get some money on there because that's some super ultra creative, excellent quality stuff. And she's saying you need to make some money on that somehow. Find a way to monetize that. Get get that as a paycheck. It's and I agree a thousand percent. You you have a talent there that you're not utilizing. Yes. Well, you're probably right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm not probably right. I'm positive. People yeah, will man. buy masks. They will. You, uh, you just need the right marketing and you will find an audience. I can promise you. Yeah. All right. Sure. Me and Mary will buy some matching ones. There yeah. I'll buy one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we All right. All right. So let's let's promote your matches. You got some upcoming matches. You got one coming up on the. It uh, looks like the 12th, which is this Saturday, 12th of November. It's going to be in Umatilla, Florida on 40541 Roger Gillis Road. This is the Outlaw Wrestling. It's the Night of Extreme. This is correct. That's probably Skeeter saying it. <laughs> Umatilla? Yeah, I, I, I'm wrestling Mary two matches. Yuma. Yuma. Uma. Uma Thurman, Uma Tilla. <laughs> there you go. So that's uh, who do you know who you're gonna do you know who Skeeter's gonna be up against on that night? Uh he's gonna be up against um Corvus. Yes, nice. and Ice before. Dragon is in the semifinals for the tag titles with his good buddy American Eagle. Awesome, Ooh. awesome. Now, then- does Ice Dragon or does Skeeter need to cut a promo tonight? Uh, I cut him at a skeeter. Ice Dragon doesn't really talk. Ice Dragon doesn't talk? Not really, you know. Rey Mysterio didn't talk. Ultimo Dragon 
didn't talk Jushin Liger because Ice Dragon basically is like the 1996 WCW cruiserweight. That's Raven fantastic. Skylark doesn't talk. What? I said Raven Skylark doesn't talk. Right. That's a cool dude. <laughs> Me and him get along very well. I wrestled a match against him before. Nice. I got beat him. When oh. did you do that, Skeeter? When did you do that? No, it wasn't Skeeter. It was Ice Dragon. It was Ice Dragon. When did Ice Dragon wrestle him? A few months back for LCCW. Oh, that was the June show out in uh, around uh, Deltona or Deland so, or something. Yeah, like that was, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's that my that turn. Deltona, <laughs> yeah. Deland. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then it looks yeah. like you. you, you know, have a- I wrestled four times that night. Once oh. as Ice Dragon, once as Scooter, and uh, once as Ice Dragon in the Battle Royal, and once as Scooter in the Battle Royal. Oh wow! I think I think uh, I think four times in one night is kind of. That's uh, well, seems- one guy actually got lucky and got his ass whooped by Ice Dragon and Scooter in the same night. Wow! That sounds excessive. I can't even imagine trying <laughs> to do cool. one match in one day. I know. I know. That's fucking awesome. I like. I'd be all I, fucked up if I was to ever oh, try to. Man, can you imagine having a match? Brutal. It'd have to be like we do one part in the morning. Then have some you breakfast. You have it. Do a couple like chores, a then do another part. Ready for the car ride home. Oh yeah. For and sure. then when you make the first gas station stop, Four that's when you feel day. everything because your adrenaline is down and you're like getting out of a car and you and you feel like your organs are liquid shit. Oh, that's is that is that is but that like frequent for the world? That feel man. That bad? It's great. <laughs> is it frequent <laughs> that you feel that beat up? Sometimes. So why well, you also depending on who you work with, you know, if you got a guy that don't know what he's doing, yeah, you get hurt. I remember going home. Thank God I wasn't driving. I had a concussion. Oh. All the lights on the highway were like bright and ugh. Holy shit, dude. I don't think doctors recommend that. I, I think know. you should hire Mary as your uh, not, uh, 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 nurse. As That's a, right. Private nurse. As part of your Mary professional management. You met, Mary used counselor. to have a little lamb. Now she can Mary, have a little dragon. Or Mary's a, little a nurse. Have a medical degree. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can come take care of you, Skeeter. Don't drive home with concussions. That's not recommended. <laughs> no, I wasn't driving. Thank God. Oh, In okay. fact, the referee that drove me was the one that got in the ring when I was out. He's like, Ethan, say something to me. Say something to me. And he's like squeezing my thumb, trying to get me to because I was out. And then I wake up and I'm like, oh, that hurts. <laughs> wow. Ethan, how many concussions would you say you probably had? You mean the ones that I could think like legitimate concussions, the kind that the kind that messes you up for a couple of days at a minimum of the sort where you're done for a while. How many how many bad concussions do you think you've had? I can't even tell you that. Oh. It's hard to even count because half the time I don't even remember. I've I've had concussions like in the first half of a match where I don't even remember the finish or how I got there. And to make it worse, we were changing in the back of a U-Haul truck in the middle of July. Oh, you're just out there just putting it all out, man. That's crazy. We commend you, brother. We commend you. you. Yeah, respect. That's that's awesome. 
And you know when you're not going uh, to get a concussion? You're not going to get one anytime soon. You know why? Well, you got a really sense. important show in December in Arkansas, don't you? That's right. That's right. My I'm gonna. My son is uh, coming to watch me wrestle for the first time. I haven't seen him since he was eight years old. Wow, that's awesome, man. That's and cool. Great way to. He just turned eighteen. Oh wow! So and it's been a while since I've seen my son, that's and I just really got good. done paying, you know, the child support and everything. Dude, that's awesome. That's yeah. gonna be on. That's gonna be on December seventeenth. On 595 West 6th Street in Waldron City, Arkansas. Doors open at 6, bell time's at 7 o'clock. If you want to get more information, you can call 405-432-6557. And, um, well, yeah, man, that's going to be cool, man. I'm glad well, you got that. Oh, my Briz, other on the Mizacrophizone. All right. And we got one last thing. Got some rapid fire one questions. One thing I want to say is I have a request that on that Arkansas show that you post a picture for us at Murder Theater Podcast of you and your son. Absolutely. Because we're going to be rooting for that. For sure. Thank How about you. this? Uh, rapid fire time? Rapid fire. Are you Where sure? Explain it to us. All right. So I don't know if you want to do this as Ethan or as. I'll do what I'm uh, I would like that. Um, I'm, I'm yeah, going to ask you a bunch me. of questions. I'm, Basically, you have 60 seconds. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got to come up with stuff on the fly when I'm in a podcast. And, you know, not my comfort zone, but I'll still try. But in front of a crowd. It's about being. Easier. And this is just about being fun and funny. Yeah. So this right. is no, wait, I just want to mention you just said something about. If it's in front of a crowd, it's easy. Yeah, because I react off of them. I don't script anything. I react off of them. Depending on what they're saying or what they're wearing, you know. That's actually, I'm glad that, I'm glad to understand that more because it's like you're observing what's going on around you. You're looking at the things that are happening. You're saying, okay, how can I react to this to get a reaction? Exactly. Well, let me give you an example on reacting, you know. Um, bad reacting, you know, this is remembering shit, you know, bad reaction. The phone rings. Let me get up and answer the the door. That's a bad reaction because you're not reacting. You're just remembering good reaction. Phone rings. Hey, let me answer the telephone because you're reacting to what's happening. Am I, that so makes right. sense, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes a thousand percent sense. Yep. Um, and it's it's interesting to know that you every time it changes, and that it's not always just one thing. You're actually paying attention to the things that are going on around you, so that you can adapt to those and make your character fit that environment. Right. That way, you don't come off as a phony. Yeah. You know, whether you're a heel or a babyface, somebody has to be able to relate. You know, yeah. they could relate to on why they hate you or they could relate to on why they like you. Very interesting. That's why Stone Cold was so big. Who couldn't relate to one to beat the shit out of their bo- their boss? Yeah. And just tired of doing shit. Yeah. Right. right. He was great. But anyways, that was rapid fire. I'm sorry. It got you off All track. Right. No, that's okay. Because I really, I'm glad that I asked that question. I'm glad that I got that answer. Um, so, Ethan. We're going to do rapid fire, 60 seconds, okay? Uh, I'm going to set a stopwatch here. 
answer as many as you can. I'm going to give you a tick for everyone you answer. If you don't like the question, you can just say skip. Favorite gas station? Anything that's open. <laughs> Cats or dogs? Dogs. Okay. Name a food you'll never eat again. Uh, tofu. Tofu. Favorite <laughs> band or artist in general? Kiss. Uh, best road trip snack? Coffee. Coffee. Uh, if you had to pick a new ring name today, what would it be? Skeeter Dragon. Skeeter Dragon. All right. Best fast food burger. Whatever I cook at my job. Okay. That's not fast food, but all right. Uh, favorite match of all time. Ooh. And that's one minute. I'm going to give you a let. Uh, take a second. Think about that. Favorite match of all time. It could be a match that got you into wrestling. It could be a match that made you pay attention. All right. Um, Favorite match Eddie of Guerrero, all Brock time. Lesnar. That is a hell of a match, man. Only because of the buildup when Eddie cut the promo about being an addict. You know why that was over? Because that shit is real. Because it's that's real. Why exactly. I can relate to that even as Skeeter because I've been through my troubles too. Nothing like drug problems. Just, you know other shit that I don't really want to get too much into, but you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. People were, were able to relate and he turned it into a feel good story. Dude, that's yeah, awesome. I think, I think realness is fantastic and that's an excellent match for a favorite match of all time An unexpected sleeper match. I don't, I don't think you're going to hear a lot of people say that one, but that's fantastic. And it says a lot about what I think you view professional wrestling as. Yeah. It makes me love you that much Why more, Why do you think man. Dusty Rhodes was popular? You know what I mean? He could talk people in. He was the common man. You he wouldn't want to be best. like him, but you would want to have a beer with him. Or John Cena. I can see why kids want to be like him. He's larger than life, good-looking athlete. I can see why they would want to be like him, you know? They're two different characters, but they both make you relate to them. That's awesome. I think that's fair. I think that's oh. fair. Gosh, we could talk to you forever. This has been really, really interesting and fun. So, Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Come on again. Absolutely. Well, Ethan, we appreciate you coming on. We appreciate Ethan your time. Ethan officially is our first guest. Mary, technically your second. That's true. <laughs> Ethan, you're our first guest ever. I hope it was fun. I hope you had a good time. Please come back and do this again. Yeah, man. Absolutely. I had a blast. Awesome. All right. From all of us here at the Murder Theater Podcast, everyone have a good night. Woo! Later. <laughs> <laughs>